Good evening. You will never know your limits until you push yourself to them. And this is another episode of Secret Society of Veterans. Good evening, good evening, good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you're listening from, wherever you have your podcast, whatever time you're listening. This is Secret Society of Veterans, and I'm your host, Anthony Rivera, off the USS Carl Vincent Navy veteran, CVN 70, Gulf War veteran also. How you guys doing out there in the world? Hope you guys are doing well. Hope you guys are having good weeks, good afternoons, good mornings. Today is a good day. Um, we're, we're moving forward in our processes. Secret Society of Veterans, now the group on Facebook, has uh, 700 members, which is a good accomplishment. Um, we have a lot of great interaction, uh, good people over there. We're just getting started revving our engines and uh, doing what we need to do. Today I'd like to give thanks to all you guys that have been listening, have been a long supporter of us. I'd like to say thank you to all the uh, veterans that are out there that have sacrificed their lives for the right causes. I'd like to say thank you to um, those helping veterans and those are um, putting forward putting forth the effort for veterans. I like to thank everybody, everybody. I've been watching a little bit of the news. You know, I don't like to get into politics or the news and things like that for, uh, just for reasons of, I don't want to offend nobody and do things like that. But news is a, a place where I guess you go to hear about some negative things in the world and I kind of not want to bring that to the forefront with all these things that are going on so I stay away from the news even though it's uh, information out there I've been on um, my own journey my own uh, way of doing things I've been pushing forward been trying to get off the sickness and trying to get back into my frame of mind of work I had a couple of questions for you guys out there in the community. Uh, when was the last time you guys have done a uh, get together, a reunion for uh, your squad, your platoon, your group, your division? When was that last time and what, did it go as planned? Is everybody that you served with 20 years ago looking, acting, or are they the same? I don't know. I always keep in contact with social media with all my uh, combat buddies and women. And uh, we all go through our issues and we all go through our, our problems. But being there for one another is the main, main focus. Main focus. Today I have a special guest special guest coming out of Texas, served with me on the USS Carl Vincent in a different division. Great guy, very inspirational, very smart, doing great things for the community, 
doing great things for himself. Um, his story is just super, super amazing. Um, I'm going to have him on as my guest. And he might be on a little bit more than just my guest. He might be on a regular basis with us. Uh, depending on how he feels. Um, I'm going to let him introduce himself when he comes on. And I'm going to let him talk to you and let you know uh, what his processes are and what he's doing and what he's giving back. Great guy. Great guy. Uh, also, today, um, I want to talk about certain things like, uh, you know, physical fitness and um, maybe getting back into a shape that you were when you were in the service. Do you ever go back to that shape? Or is it more of a struggle, more more um, time consuming or more pain in the butt for you to get back to that to that space? For all this being said, I'm gonna cut off into a commercial and come back with our special guest. This is Secret Society of Veterans. guys doing today we're here today with Reza Masumi straight off the USS Carl Vincent how you doing Reza how are you sir I'm good I'm good I'm here uh you know wanted to catch up and touch base with you on a small little interview with um Secret Society of Veterans how you been how's everything going over there yeah get, get I'm doing well. I'm here in San Antonio, Texas. The time is about uh, 8 p.m. here in Central Time. Uh, can you? Oh can yeah, you I can hear you very well. You're good. Okay, is the mu- is the music in the background not too loud? For you guys? Not that I can hear. It's uh, it's actually soothing. <laughs> awesome. 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 Perfect. Perfect. How, how's your day going, man? I'm I'm blessed to be. Uh, to be able to talk to you guys and, and to be able to share some of my thoughts with the um, I'm doing I'm doing well here. I just uh, you know been a little sick, like I've uh, posted all the time. Um, but uh, I'm doing pretty good. Going back to work tomorrow since I work for the department, you know, Department of Veterans Affairs. But uh, I'm doing, you know, <laughs> I'm not doing too bad. Yeah, man. Good, good. I hope you get well soon, man. So, so uh, let's, let's get started, man. I'm, yeah, I'm let's tell let's tell started. the world. Uh, let's start off by saying, you know, where do we serve? We serve together um, in the Navy. Yes, sir. USS Carl. Yes, sir. USS Carl Vincent. CBS um, what 7. years were you there? The same years as me, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know I, I entered into the U.S. Navy at the age of uh, 18. I had just uh, turned 18, July 3rd, 1982 was my birthday. So in 2000, I had just turned 18 years of age. And um, so about 2001 was when I, uh, close to 2001, it was still ended in 2000 when I entered on uh, on the USS Carl Vincent. So I served basically from 2000 to 2004. Okay, so you were at the um, uh, process, the beginning process of September 11th, the... Uh... Oh, yes. As soon as I got there, we were on our way uh, to start our squadron reps and getting our flight qualifications. And uh, when I got to the ship, we were actually heading to San Diego 
to start all that uh, qualification going before our first West Bank, which uh, happened to uh, unfortunately uh, lead into 9-11 and uh, us going into our uh, first line of okay, combat. So you, so, you, have a, you have a probably a very good story behind everything. I wanted to ask you, when did you enlist that? Like, when did you, uh, when was your home of record when you enlisted? Well, I'm, uh, I'm originally from San Antonio, Texas, and I, I entered into the Navy uh, from San Antonio, Texas uh, here in 2000. I, uh, I, I went to Robert Lee High School here in San Antonio, and um, I was an athlete, uh, but on, uh, since I didn't receive a college uh, scholarship, I decided to enter the military and kind of figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And now my background was kind of, uh, uh, you know, it was affected by my, my parents. My dad was an Air Force pilot. Okay. For uh, for the for the Iranian uh, regime of Shah when the before the 1979 okay, yeah, regime, I was I was uh, looking at some of the stories that you had on the um, the war within. Yes, yes, sir, yes, sir. And uh, my 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 father being uh, uh, when when 1979 hit and the revolution happened in Iran, uh, uh, the old regime is that basically. Uh, any military or anybody that was affiliated with the old regime uh, was basically forced to come out of the military or retire. Uh, my dad decided to become more of a revolutionist, and uh, we had some trouble with him uh, being, you know, wanted to voice his opinion about the new regime. So we basically had to leave the country and uh, basically left Iran, and he left Iran first and came to the United States. my dad had passed away in a plane accident and my mom and my sister and I decided to carry on and we got here not knowing any one word of English actually wow. but uh, you know with God's uh, God's blessing and perseverance you know uh, just kept pushing forward and uh, from then on I, I was basically the man of the family uh, not to say that I was able to do anything but I had it in my mind to be able to do something finally and when I grew up to be able to help my family out and to be supportive uh, as the only man left. So I entered in the Navy. Why did you, why did you, pick, uh, to why did you pick the Navy? Because you wanted to become a pilot? Yes. Well, well, I wanted to become a pilot, but because of what happened to my father, I didn't want to put my mom through that kind of drama. Okay. And I, en I entered the Navy because it was the closest thing to being into airplanes, you know, and I also picked a job as ABH uh, I asked the recruiter, I was like, what, what is going to make, make sure that I, like, I just wanted to be the closest thing I could do to be a fighter jet. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know and, uh, because I couldn't be a fighter, I didn't want to put my mom through that torment. I could have easily been a fighter jet pilot, but I decided not to do that because I didn't want her to have that trauma while I'm in what? the air. So I was like, you know, you know, I was like, I will go into the military, but I want to be around airplanes. So my recruiter was like, you could be an ABH. Not, not as the best job to pick going to the Navy, you know, <laughs> into the Navy I, afterwards thinking about it. But honestly, I'm going to be honest about it. But it was still, you know, it is what it is. Uh, that was my destiny. And I was able to land on USS Carl Vinson. And that was the job that got me to USS Carl Vinson. So I don't regret it. You, you know, if I wouldn't pick that job, maybe I would. 
maybe I would right. run that. How did you get through? Like, how did you get through your time in the service with all the, you know, the stuff that you went through when in your childhood, and uh, being able to support your mom and your family and being the man of the house at the man, age? Man, to be honest with you, you know, it was it was uh, you know being forced out of your own country, you know, and being at my age, you know, I was 82. You you're talking about three years after the revolution when I was born. So our country was already upside down, and I'm I'm being born into it. I'm to be a world where my dad and my parents had power and had money to a world that now that they're being treated like shit. Excuse my language, and uh, and they're being treated in such a like like hostile environment as I'm a kid. So so I remember my dad going into prison constantly, being thrown in prison when I was a kid in Iran. Right. And he was he was sentenced. Actually, I didn't say that earlier, but they had sentenced them to death, to be to be okay. killed. And uh, and my mom, uh, my mom was blindfolded, was taken to court in front of the judge, and my mom basically told him, "If money, that's what y'all want. Is you know, y'all want us to give you money, you know, you have to let my husband out so he can make an income." So he could pay you guys if that's what you guys the reason why you have him in, you know. There's no other reason why you have him in. So they let him out, and we were paying the government almost ten thousand a month, something like that. Wow. I don't know. I was a kid, and uh, it just got too much. You know, my dad was never home. He was working two jobs, and I was never seeing my dad in and out of prison when I was a, he was a kid because of that, and not because he was even a bad man, because he was standing up for his own right. country. You know, some people's. You know, some people can say, you know, my dad was, you know, it's hard, it's so hard to know that your dad's not there. And not only that, is he's going through hardship right. himself. You know, and and he's trying to fight for you and for your freedom. Wow. So when he passes away, and you come to a country that gives you nothing but freedom, I had nothing but appreciation for United States. I had nothing but appreciation for America. When I stepped in this land, I was greeted by by freedom. Nobody, you know, was telling me what to do. So I was able to make my choices, and I wanted to give not only give back to the country who gave me freedom, which is United States of America. Also, honestly, I had a payback in my heart. I wanted to get back at who did this to my dad. You know, who ran right. us out. I know my I, I know my dad died in a plane accident, but you know, at the end of the day, if that situation never happened, if we were never forced out of our country, maybe that would have never happened. Who knows? But that's what a stroke inside of me. Right. You know. To get back to the United States and also get back at them, whatever it could be. As a young age, you're looking for something to motivate you. You know, I was 18 years old. You know, so that's how I looked at right. it. But you know, and, and I went in, and that's what pushed me. You know, and if I was, I wasn't treated fairly in the military. I can't say I was treated fairly. It was at the beginning of the war. Middle East was fighting the United States. I was a Persian American. I'm not gonna name nobody right now because that's not. That's not respecting the military and what the military stands about. Right. But I, I'm gonna let you know there was people in there that you know that were that were toxic that shouldn't been there that should not have been a leader. So you know, with that said, I held my mouth shut while I was in there. But the trauma that I felt there and I trauma in the war and trauma that I felt as a Persian American, you know, it was tough. Right, it was a lot of pressure. But I ended a lot up, of pressure. And a lot of it was a lot of pressure and. And that's what it pushed me to become sailor of the year, you know. To right. and I didn't do it, and I didn't do it. I didn't do it to become a better than anybody. I was trying to. I did it just to show that hey, this man that y'all are, you know, putting down as a Persian American, he's equal, just like you. He could bring the military to this level. He could, 
he could help the military to this level right. and he could do this. And you received so. and you received the accommodations just like any other uh, sailor or soldier that was out there on the field being being in the in the position that you were put in. All the accommodations and medals and awards you received also. So that had to justify well, to be on yeah, I, I received the sailor of the year, but I'm gonna be honest with you, every sailor of the year on our ship was capped for becoming sailor of the year. Like that was that means that they were automatically given a rank. Okay. And and next rank. So if you were E three and you be right then the captain will give you E four, for example. If you were E four and you become a sailor, the captain usually pins you with E okay, five yeah. right then, if you know what I'm talking about. Okay, but I was an E three sailor of the year, and I was not. Oh, okay, I understand that what you're saying. Right. I was I was an air warfare and a surface. And still didn't get capped to uh, the next rank. As, as, as an E three. And this has nothing to do with the military. This right. has to do with that one toxic person. How were you able to handle that when you uh, so, when you with that said we're gonna go back to what we were talking about? We're here. We're talking. We're talking about. We're talking about mentality. You know, I'm not gonna right, right. all my brothers and sisters. So, so, you know, that on top of everything else, you know, coming, feeling, feeling separate. Right. So now you're isolated. It feels like, again. In what is, right. what is more so let me ask you a question do you record do you do you remember the day so, that your service ended when you were done like what was that feeling like oh yeah oh my god my my uh my divo who who was a new divo i'm gonna be honest with you he he has seen the whole situation and he was being bullied by this guy that i'm talking about also okay okay my devil turned around and told me that Reza, you don't belong here. Okay. He says he he said I'm glad that you left the military that you don't belong. Wow. Here. So what was that feeling like? And that's not and and you know, uh, it was it, it's good and bad. I'm gonna be honest with you because I wouldn't take back serving the country that gave me freedom because that it goes back to. It goes back to you know for my for, right, for right. the country, you know, you know I'm not gonna lose that patriotism. I'm a my dad, my dad, you know Iranian pilots and all them. They got their licenses. They all they got the license here in San Antonio, Lackland Air Force Base. Okay, they're in the regime of Shah, you know, and that's the reason why we moved here. And then when we moved here and this country gave us our freedom, I was already gonna get right. back, you know, and. I also, my mom was my dependent from age of 18 to 22. I bought my mom a house. I paid for her house, nice. you know, and while I was, while I was in there and I came out, got my bachelor's degree with my, uh, with my GI bill, walked on at the university in Connor Word in San Antonio, played college basketball. And uh, now I'm using my Hazelwood act to uh, finish my master's and finish my doctorate. Nice. So, you know, I don't let one apple ruin it, but I'm gonna let you know that did affect a lot. You know, when it comes to my mental right. stability, uh, who to trust and not to trust when you come back out, because the topic is still the Middle East. You know, what I'm saying not like I don't want to make it about the Middle East in America. I, I hate keep bringing up that I'm Middle Eastern and Persian and American. Right. You know, but but right now these days the conflict between Iran and the United States. I get here in Texas, you know, people that don't even know I'm a veteran and they know now what 
Middle Easterns look like. I mean, it, it's still tough, you know, but you, it is right. what it is. The world is changing. I, I know my, my, my place in the earth. I know what I'm supposed to do, you know, and I uh, do my best to stay stable, humble, and make changes with my right. actions. So, you know, I know we spoke uh, recently and we had uh, had a little chat about, you know, keeping focused. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. So, so right. we, we were talking about um, focusing and uh, when you got out, what did you yeah. do? What did you do when you got out? Um, and we were talking about yoga and focusing before. Uh, what did right, you right, do right. in those aspects when you got out of the service? So, when I, so, you know, so you know, when I came out, uh, we all had that, you know, one, one thing that I noticed that in the military, we had one point of focus. We knew what we had to do. And we all moved towards that direction. If we had, if we did not agree to something, and uh, but we still knew what they was. Yeah. So I noticed that separation, and that brought a lot of anxiety, and that brought a lot of social anxiety and panic. That it was more of a, a feel of detachment from society. That not everybody was working towards the same goal. Okay. You know what right. I'm saying? So, so, so I started going into spirituality and yoga and self-consciousness uh, of understanding, you know, who we really are, you know. Uh, believe it or not, I really believe that every single veteran, every single person that served uh, has, a, has a bright future ahead of them just because the training that they got. Now, I understand that we are, you know, we have mental blockage right now with society. We come out. And we don't we don't feel attached, and that's what it brought depression for me, and that was what brought panic attacks and detachment. But I noticed that I am very efficient when I want to be, but I could be very inefficient when I don't want to be. Is when that depression hits or that panic attack hits. Right. So I told myself, is like, what if what if we I could fix this? You know, what if I could fix my anxiety? What if I could fix all this and keep the same discipline that the military gave me? What kind of citizen I could be? I could multitask so well and I could be so ahead of the competition. If I could get these little burdens off of me, this weight that is on me, the anxiety, the panic attacks, whatever the symptoms that I'm saying. So I noticed that I was I was this machine already because of the military, but I, I noticed I noticed that if I could get this off of me, I could be this efficient machine in the civilian world, and 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 I noticed the world was turning into an entrepreneur economy. You know what I'm saying? Everybody right. working for themselves. And what and what better for military personnel who is already self-sufficient to become an entrepreneur? Right. You know what I'm saying? And 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 I already I was like I could get the hints of entrepreneurship. At the beginning, but I wasn't able to finish it off. So I would dive into like businesses, and I would be hot at first, and and I would take off going, and I would be great at it, and it would be like that sailor of the year mentality. But then I feel the disconnection between my team because at the end of the day, everybody's working for themselves in the civilian world. We're not, we're not, we don't have the the morning call right. and the night call. 
and the, the, the daily the daily routine that everybody got on the ship. You know what I'm saying? So everybody goes at their own way, and that's when the panic has anxiety, has that detachment with it. So I was I started noticing that because I was going to school for psychology and kinesiology, and not only I was learning about the body and the mind, I was I was meditating, I was started fasting, listening to my body, listening to what food was reacting okay. in a certain way, listening to paying attention to what music was reacting in a certain way in my body, paying attention to what atmosphere was reacting. And I'm not going to tell you it was easy, man. It's been hell. It was hard. It's been hard. Uh, is uh, actually eliminating a lot of friends out of my life that, you know, you. what happens, I think, is like we have some friends before the military and we come back and we think that friends are supposed right. to be the same friends. And we try to keep, we keep reattached to them. And you moved on, man. We all moved on. We gotta, we gotta really trust in that. We military taught us a lot of discipline, the mental, mental discipline, and a lot of skills that the civilians don't have. You cannot come back out and deal with the same right. circle. Because everybody's doing you know, something you have, different. You have, yeah, and you have to get out of the circle, and you know, and I think going back to that and. You know, those friends not seeing you the same way gives you anxiety. You feel like why why they feel detached, why they they might not call you as much or, you know, you might not get called upon right. to hang out as much. I don't right. know. That's what I feel like. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So uh, so I felt like, you know, my old friends could understand me. They, they even told me years later, like you came back like military. They told me that you came back very military and you're different. You were already disciplined, but you were like disciplined 10 times more. We didn't right. know how to connect with you. You know, they were like, you were like, you were taking everything to the next level with everything that were like, you know, and I was like, I was already a perfectionist and I became 10 times more of a perfectionist when I came out of the military. You know, you got to understand, you know, not only I was trying to prove that a Persian American could make it in this country, I had I had people who doubted me in the city of San Antonio who I couldn't play college ball, who I just who I walked on as a college player. Then I ended up playing in Europe. You know, uh, it's all about that. For me, it's been right. proving people wrong, plus the PTSD, plus the anxiety, and you know, it just finally I was like, if I don't get my mind right, if I don't go into yoga or spirituality, like you know, I started going to seizures because of the stress wow. I was putting on myself. Yeah. You know. You know, and I had to turn into like full out fasting, eating right, meditating, oneness, consciousness, which I would like to elaborate more in the future. You know, if we get a chance okay. to talk about and, you know, bring our veteran community into it that, you know, I think uh, consciousness is uh, uh, as as they will call it is what is hot right now. But I wouldn't call it hot. I think that's the vibration of the world. I think more people are talking about consciousness and oneness uh, is because uh, the vibration has changed and is telling us to right. do so. You know, back in the day, we didn't, we did not have a certain group of people talk about consciousness and vibration. Now you have majority of people everywhere you meet talk about consciousness and spirituality. I think and back in the days when I was younger, so that, the consciousness and the vibration uh, speech was mainly focused on Shaolin monks and uh, people that are out Whoa. out in yes. uh, in a in a world that isn't civilized like us, and um, well, yes, and and I also was not looked at the right, right way because of a certain words that were created in the in the, right. in the public. 
they had they we I remember growing up, people used to tell me Scientology is evil. They would tell me spirituality is you should only believe in God, you know. The word God. It was like I was like, who's this person? You know? Like, you know, I'm I'm being honest with like who's like what is the symbol of like because I was born in Iran, if you you gotta understand my point of view. You know, I was raised in a country that is not all Muslims, and people think it's all Muslims, and Muslims are not just Muslims. Islam has two sides, the Shi'i Muslims, you know, and, and, and there's other Muslims, right. okay? And you got every, every religion has extremists, you know, you have extremist Christian, you have extremist Catholics, you have extremist uh, Jewish, you have ex everything has a light and it has a dark side. Everything has two vibrations, okay? So I was born in Iran, we have everything. We have Christianity, uh, I mean, uh, we believe in Jesus, but as a prophet when I was growing up, but my mom and my dad never forced religion on me. They would let me think free, right. which is Zoro, which is Zoroastrian, which is actually uh, a, a way of thinking, a philosophy way, board, way, board, way, way, way before Christianity. Okay. Okay. So, so, so knowing that, then living, living in Germany, which is mainly Catholic, then coming to America was just free. I honestly, as much as I wanted to, I couldn't stick to one religion. Right. Because I was exposed by so many people that had good in them that were from all religion. And I couldn't say that, hey, you were right or you were. Wow. I wanted to believe that all of them were good people. Right. You know, and and that, therefore I just believe in the greater being, you know, and, and it's help, and, and it helps you and, and it helped and, you through through your PTSD, through your pressures and depression and yeah, and stresses. yeah because I was like, you know, it finally was like, I, you know, I got to a point that, you know, why did this happen? Why am I this Persian kid in this situation? Right. You know, why? You know, it was more of a why question and you will get answers, you know, and the doors started opening. It's just like you need to sit with yourself. And honestly, we're, we're, all the, we're all defined to do something. You know, Anthony, I think you're defined to do what you're doing right now. And I'm defined to at the same time. You're giving me the chance to speak and I'm giving you the chance to have a broadcast. Right. And more input and knowledge on towards other 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 human beings, really. But you're giving me but you're also giving me the plateau. Right. I'm and I'm learning a lot. I mean now this is a life. this is a learning experience. You know. Yeah. And and you know, we just need to right. keep sharing. And the people who and the, and there's no wrong time, there's no wrong moment. Oneness has no. no wrong moment. That if you find if you find the moment that you're at being wrong, you're in the wrong right. vibration. If you're fearful, if you're feared at that moment, if you're anxious, if you fear any of those things, you're in the wrong vibration. Eliminate yourself from where you're at. Walk away. Stop listening to what you're listening to. Stop looking at what you're looking into. Stop eating or drinking what you're looking to. If that feeling inside your gut feels like a fear, feels anxious, you need to eliminate yourself from that surrounding and go meditate. Perfect. And calm yourself. And you need to calm yourself down. Because what you're feeling is wrong. It's not wrong. Let me reword that. What you're feeling is incorrect. It is not the true vibration that you should be feeling. There is blockage in your body that is causing you to feel that vibration of anxiousness. And if you really, one thing that I always use to calm myself down is when I feel anxious, 
is I imagine myself walking out in the middle of a crazy downtown and looking at everybody around me. And while I'm looking at everybody, I am going to picture what are those people thinking about? And you know what comes to my mind? They're not thinking about me. They're thinking about right. their lives. That's true. They're worried, they're worried about their lives. There's nothing to be anxious about. There's nothing to be worried That's about. correct. And we are creating that. And there is, we are creating that in our mind. And if we're creating that in our mind, we need to silence our mind. And the more you silence your mind, you make that muscle stronger and stronger. So when that anxiety hits you in the gut in the middle of the day and you're at your workplace, you could close your eyes for 10 seconds and you could remember the feeling of meditation and bring peace back into your life. Right. That's just one step. It goes into eating. It goes into exercising. You got to yeah. do it all. But if you have the courage, if you have the courage to get rid of these blockages, Anthony, man, the sky is the world for yes. the veterans. And we are, we are machines. We are disciplined. We are disciplined machines. So let me ask you a question. Are you, are you connected to any organizations? Well, right now I'm connected to the Secret right. Society of Veterans. <laughs> of course, but no, no, I wanted to throw that out there for you. But uh, I am connected to AUSV, which is my sister's organization, Academy of United States Veterans. Uh, this is a nonprofit organization started by my sister, who's a veteran of the Army. She was an intelligence specialist okay. in the Army. She uh, she taught the seals how to speak Farsi. Oh, okay. So she started this company. Uh, she started this organization to to build the bridge between the veteran organization and unemployment. So she's helping unemployed veterans get job by holding these nonprofit organizations who who are saying that they're working for veterans. She's holding them accountable for right. it by holding the one year anniversary and giving awards. But now the awards are given to the company that does right. the most. So like the Os so the Oscars, but for the veterans. Okay, what's the name of that? Um what's the name of that award? The award um was called the AUSV Academy. You AUSV, the website's there. Please go check it out. If you want to get sponsored is 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 a yearly is a yearly we we hold it at Washington DC okay uh, you could get sponsored as a nonprofit there is free tickets if you sign up early uh, the tickets are honestly this is a full out event from motivational speakers to a full out dinner to uh, to a war ceremony to the top organizations uh, and also many connections these tickets uh, are sold for $300 a minimum, and you can get them sponsored to you if you're a veteran and you contact the AUSV, Asal Ravandi, who's the founder and CEO, and who's my okay. sister. So, so you're connected to two organizations about now with Secret Society of Veterans, which we're trying to push to make uh, a better place of focus for our veterans that are coming home and that are here already. Um, we're trying to yes, help sir. them out with advice and some help. I mean, I'm not a clinical specialist or anything to that effect. I'm just a veteran, just like everyone else that is willing to give more of my time and of my life to be able to better the uh, life for the next veteran. 
because I always believe that our oath of service has not ended and won't end until we're um, buried under our flags. Exactly. But, um, that, brother. Thank you so much, Reza, for your input, for your sharing of yourself um, here at Secret Society of Veterans. We're going to have more of you um, coming on in later shows and stuff like that, and we'll talk about food intake, exercise, you know, what can keep us focused and motivated throughout our lives and things to that effect. And, and Anthony, I want to put that out there. If you're a member of Secret Society of Veterans and you would like to reach out to me, uh, my name is Reza Masumi. I could give you, uh, I give free advices to veterans. Well, you should uh, give them your information now, your, your contact information. Well, well like through, through, uh, I mean, through you on Facebook, you can find me. Okay. You know, uh, on Instagram, it's, it's possible perfection of self. If you have any questions about nutrition, what do you eat to keep anxiety away? Uh, what you could do during the, during the day to panic attacks and anxiety or anything? that you think that I might be able to service to you guys, please reach out. Uh, we are making this a nonprofit organization, I believe, Anthony. Yes. Is that what you're trying to do? Yes. Okay. And uh, with that said, uh, I'm here to help out my brothers and sisters. And uh, I'm looking forward to keep speaking to you guys if you like my uh, what I like to talk about, man. Sounds good. Thank you so much. And uh, this, this has been another episode of Secret Society of Veterans. And uh, everybody have a great night, great morning, or great afternoon from wherever you're listening to, listening from. And thank you for checking in on us at Secret Society of Veterans. Anthony, thank you for having me, man. Thank have you for being night. here. Have a blessed night. If you're a veteran or just anybody that likes to hear good stories, likes to hear things that might guide them through life, why don't you check out the podcast on Anchor called Secret Society of Veterans. Every episode, we have someone new, something new, and things to put out there. We have different groups, different uh, entertainment, and just stuff that might be helpful to you, the veteran. Also, we have a group on Facebook called Secret Society of Veterans. So if you're interested, why don't you come over, check us out, stay a while, and enjoy the information. Thank you very much. This has been a message from Secret Society of Veterans. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Secret Society of Veterans. I thank all the listeners. I thank all the help that I get from the callers and the ones that I um, interview. I thank you all. Please keep your life safe. Keep the next man and woman's life safe. Let's make this world peaceful. And let's, like Ellen DeGeneres says, let's love one another. Let's give each other hugs. Thank you again for joining us at Secret Society of Veterans. To the next one.